Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Michael Dank, currently the parochial vicar of St. Joseph Parish in Amherst. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Tim. It's great to be here with you. It's great to have you here again as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And today we're going to start our discussion about the Ten Commandments. So let's start off by what are the Ten Commandments? Well, we'll just go through them in order, and then we'll kind of uh, go into each of them a little bit more in depth. But the ten are, the first three are the ones that directly refer to God. So number one, first commandment is, I am the Lord your God, you shall not have strange gods before me. So that's the first one. I am the Lord your God, you shall not have strange gods before me. The second commandment is, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So we'll talk a little bit more about what that means. The third is remember to keep holy the Lord's day, which is the Sabbath. So remember to keep holy the Lord's day. So those three are the ones that that deal with God. And many would say that these are the the most important because they're they're dealing directly with God. So those um, three have to be essential and important in our lives. The following will deal with, uh, with, with, you know, people, one another here on earth. So the fourth commandment is honor your father and your mother. The fifth is you shall not kill. The sixth, you shall not commit adultery. The seventh, you shall not steal. The eighth, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. The ninth, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. And ten, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. So those are the Ten Commandments, and uh, what we know is that these aren't like a random list. You know, these are part of God's revelation, and for those of us that um, our hearts are turned to God, these commandments make logical sense to us, you know. They only don't make sense when our hearts are completely turned away from God. You know, we only want to rewrite the commandments if uh, we're we're not living in them already. So if they're a challenge to us, there, there's probably a wisdom and a, a reasoning for them. So they're not ar- arbitrary, but they really are God's revelation. But, Father, aren't the Ten Commandments outmoded and out of date? Isn't that in the Old Testament? Well, it is in the, in the Old Testament, so it's in the Hebrew Scriptures, you know, where, where Moses brought the Ten Commandments and, and God introduced that revelation to us. But they're not outdated. You know, these Ten Commandments are something that are, are tried and true. And, uh, you know, Jesus came to say that he, was, he didn't come to abolish these or, or get rid of them, but to fulfill them. You know, so hopefully, too, when we're living our lives in Christ, we'll go beyond the point where we don't even, we don't need them. We're, we're beyond them. But I'm not there yet, and probably most of us aren't there yet. So we do need these commandments. They're not out to date. They're very relevant in our society today. Turn on the news and you'll see it. You know, we, we see all these, all these experiences of killing and adultery and, you know, false witness and it's all there. Certainly you can experience uh, many people that don't go to Mass on Sundays and take the Lord's name in vain. And um, to this day, we continue to, to, uh, to have idols, you know, and, and to turn to other gods. So when the Ten Commandments were given to Moses, what, why, why did God decide to give 
the Ten Commandments? How did they come about? Well, they came about ultimately because the people had gone astray, you know, and so God over over the time from the very beginning has tried to reveal his life and his love and his goodness to us. And, uh, you know, we get it for some time and we're, we're like in love with God and, and he's our God and then, and then we stray, you know. So even Moses, when he went, went up the mountain and uh, they all knew who God was and he kind of smashed all the idols and, you know, everything seemed to be going well. Moses went up the, the mountain, you know, for 40 days and 40 nights and comes back down with the Ten Commandments and he's probably like really excited because he's had this experience with God. And he gets back down to the bottom of the mountain and he's discovered that his people have all built idols again and have begun worshiping other gods. And uh, so God, in his wisdom, knows that we need them. He knows that we need like these simple commandments to, uh, to keep us uh, in love with him and, and loving each other. I've had it said to me that uh, you Catholics have too many rules. You know, it's all about following rules. What, what would you say to that? Well, you know, I think our Holy Father has been wonderful. You know, Pope Francis has has dealt with this. And, and ultimately, our faith is not about rules. Rules aren't our God, you know. But our, our God desires us to be so in love with him and to have a, have this, this wonderful relationship with him. And... Um, so at some point, yes, we move beyond the rules, and it's just love. But again, so many of us aren't there, and we have this tendency to keep turning away from God. And uh, so we do have these basic Ten Commandments. These are our, these are the rules that we, you know, that we have to keep us in love with God and keep us off course, keep us in course. Okay, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about freedom, and I like to think of of the rules quote-unquote, or the Ten Commandments or the teachings of the church as helping me to know what I can and can't do. So that gives me a lot of freedom because when I know what I can't do, but as you mentioned, knowing what to do, in particular, loving God and yeah. loving your neighbor. Right. When you have that and then the rules as a guideline. And very specifically, God reveals us how he wants to be loved, you know, that we, that we make him first and the ultimate love of our life, you know, and that, that we would never take his name in vain and, and never do anything against against him. And, and then third, finally, that we, we do keep holy the Sabbath. You know, that God wants, he wants us to experience all the goods of the world, but he also wants to be a part of it. You know, and so that's why he's given that to us. Adam and Eve, too, as you said, they had the entire garden. You know, so the commandments aren't limiting, they're freeing. And Adam and Eve had every fruit to choose from, and the sin was going for that one, that one tree that they, that they knew they weren't supposed to. The sin was ultimately pride. You know, and so the commandments are there to help us overcome this pride in our lives. And, and also disobedience was, yeah. the, was the first sin, disobeying what God mm-hmm. said, because he, he said, yeah, you can have all this except you can't eat of this tree. Yeah, so we very clearly have been given these commandments by God. And, you know, the tendency is still that disobedience. That's the, that's the original sin of our pride that we, we have it better. You know, I got my own commandments I'm going to live by. Thank you. I want to read a couple of quotes uh, from the UCAT. One is from St. Ignatius of Loyola. I love this one, yeah. He says, Most people do not suspect what God could make out of them if they would only place themselves at his disposal. Yeah, so you have no idea what God could do with you. I mean, he, he can do such wonderful things. He can make you not only, not only a saint, but you would have such a wonderful impact in, in your life, in your family's life, in, in your neighbor's life, in the entire world, 
if we but open ourselves to God and really live according to how he desires for us. All of these commandments are to bring about our best self, to really help us to live the life that he has destined for us. And I think it's important to, to mention that when we do obey the commandments and when we do love and worship and praise God, it doesn't make God any greater. But in doing that, it helps us become more Christ-like or more like God. And it helps us continue to turn back to God and to live in that relationship. So that so that's important. Here's, here's another uh, quote from uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, now blessed uh, Mother Teresa. Where is God? How can we love him? It is not enough to say, my God, I love you. We love God in this world by giving something up, by giving something away. Of course, I can eat the sugar myself, but I can also give it away. And that's a wonderful way to look at some of the negation, you know. So the commandments are, in many ways, giving other things away, giving things away for God and for others, especially things that we're disorderly attached to, you know, especially things that keep us from really loving other people or loving God with our whole heart, mind, and soul. I, I made a comment off air before we started taping today that probably less than 10% of the people in the United States even know the Ten Commandments. So the question is begged, how can you live the Ten Commandments if you don't even know what they are? Yeah, so it's a good question to ask ourselves. You know, So do you know them? At some point in your life, did you, did you memorize them? Do you really know them inside and out? You know, Because we, we do need to keep them in front of us, or we, we do have a tendency to forget. It'd be interesting to do like that, you know, Jay Leno, the, the jaywalking, go ask people on the street, <laughs> what are the Ten Commandments, and see what, uh, see what they come up with. So yeah. do that at work today. Well, again, I think part of the uh, downfall of our society is when they took them out of the public places, mm-hmm. not only the Ten Commandments, but prayer itself. And that leads to another question. Are they relevant today? Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're so fundamental. Um, yeah. So they're extremely relevant. And uh, they're by no means um, the product of a particular time. So they didn't just apply thousands of years ago. You know, as I said before, and, and we all know they still apply today. You know, we need them today just as much as, as, as they need them back in the time of Moses. So they are um, continually, just as God's word is, it's God's revealed word. It's never outdated. You know, God's word always has uh, meaning and purpose in each and every age. So it is part of his revelation, and they're fundamental, fundamentally binding that no one can be dispensed from keeping these commandments. So they're for all of us. You know, they're for, for every single person on this earth. Um, they're universal. And, and in the New Testament, Jesus uh, is asked, Teacher, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus responds, If you would enter life... Keep the commandments. Yeah. So that even though they're from the Old Testament, again, Jesus is the fulfillment of all the prophecies and of the Old Testament. Yeah, and you know that phrase, kiss, keep it simple, stupid? <laughs> it's like, it's that simple. Here are the Ten Commandments. You know, if you, if you desire life, follow them. And, and again, taking it one step further, I love the quote of St. John of the Cross who says, in the end, we will be judged by love. Mm, yeah. So, again, loving God and loving neighbor, that's what Jesus, when he's asked, what are the two greatest commandments? Love God and love and your love neighbor. neighbor. And that's ultimately what this is all about. This is love. You know, the commandments aren't, aren't to be seen as a curse. This is love. This is how to, to authentically be loved and to love God 
and, and to enter into that that wonderful love that Francis talks about, this loving relationship with our God. So these aren't rules, uh, you know, th- to complicate things. The commandments are there to, to lead us in the ways of love. And when we say love, we don't mean love as the world likes to portray it or describe it, but we're we're talking about the love of God, which is holy mm-hmm. and divine love, Yeah, which is different than what, what the it's, world it's portrays. A, uh, it's an unconditional, complete, full, satisfying, it's beyond anything that we could ever hope or long for. And it's all at our fingertips with the Ten Commandments. And, and in order to love as God loves, we need to be unconditionally forgiving, as the uh, Lord's Prayer tells us. Mm-hmm. He's going to forgive us as we forgive others. So forgiveness is a huge part of being unconditionally loving by being unconditionally forgiving, not just of others, but also of ourselves. Right, yeah. Yeah, so if you find yourself struggling with one or more of these commandments, you know, be gentle with yourself. God is merciful. Um, He's going to help you. He's going to shape and mold your heart into his will. And uh, this is all part of his loving plan. So, again, the commandments are not there to intimidate us or to turn us off or to be ruled, you know, like this burden. They're supposed to bring us life, and they do bring us life. And if one of our listeners is considering going to confession, Father, you've never yelled at anybody in confession, have you? No, and you'll never. There's two things that always happen in confession. Anything that you say will never be repeated. So that's between you, God, and the priest is the witness. And there's no unforgivable sin. So any sin that you confess can and will be forgiven in confession. Provided there's true sorrow. Perfect. Well, we've been listening to Father Michael Dank. You have a blog spot, don't you, Father? Yeah, fathermichaeldank.blogspot.com. Perfect. This has been Tim Perry for Faith with Father. Until next time, God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.